It's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. D A C C C A S T, cause I say it, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast. D A C C C A S T, D A C C C A S T. You're listening to Deck Cast, produced by students of Danville Area Community College. And now your hosts, Kaya and Keegan. Yo, 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 it's Kaya and Keegan here from the basement of the clock tower. Here on DACcast, we get to know the familiar faces we see all over campus in hopes that students in DAC and members of the community get to know each other a little better. With that being said, we are here today with Coordinator of Recruitment and Social Media Assistant for the college, David Groves. How are you today? I am great. How about the both of you? Pretty good. Think I'm okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what a normal day looks like for you. Okay. Uh, My name is David Groves, Jr. Um, I am a Danville born and raised native. Um, I recently moved back here in 2020. Um, I've been working in higher education for the past five years and um, secondary education, two of those five years as well. Um, Moved back here from Chicago. I'm glad to be back. Looking forward to seeing so many different things change here, grow here, most of all build here. Um, A normal day for me looks like pretty much what we're doing now. On the spot, (laughs) always ready um, and just preparing for what is to come. Um, Normal days are changing every day now. Um, Now that I've been on the job for two months, uh, yes, two months. Wow, it flies by. (laughs) Um, It's just exciting to see what we have going. Um, We have a partnership developing at DHS. Um, We're working on all the other high schools in the area. So a normal day for me is spontaneous. It's fun. But at the end of the day, it's DAC. So I'm happy. So take us through your college background a little bit and what those days were like. Okay, so as a student or as a professional? Start as a student and then go on from there. Okay, so um, (laughs) I started my freshman year at Missouri University of Science Technology on a track scholarship. Um, I was an engineering major for six weeks. Um, you for get six f- weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> you find out physics um, means a lot to be an engineer. So um, I was an engineering major for six weeks, and then I changed my major to information systems and technology. Um, I finished my freshman year there, um, running Division II track and field. Um, great time. However, injuries come, um, deaths in the family happen, and I had to refine myself. Gotcha. Um, so I transferred to Eastern Illinois University in the fall of 2011. Um, I had to redshirt a year, um, and during that time, I got to find out who I was. Um, I changed my major four more times after that. Um, (laughs) I went from information (laughs) systems to management information systems to business marketing to business management, and then adding on the human resource concentration. Um, While at EIU, I had a blast off all three years. Um, I was the homecoming king of EIU in 2013. Um, I won a title. We've got some royalty among us. (laughs) (laughs) Retired royalty now because they've had a lot (laughs) since then. But I was the homecoming king 2013. Um, I won a scholarship pageant entitled Essence of a man in 2012 and while there I was just heavily involved Um, I found this organization called the University Board where we were responsible for planning organizations and my advisor at the time CeCe Brinker you know sparked this idea in my mind that I would work on college campuses she said you should start looking at graduate programs and student affairs so I said you know I'm going to work in HR I'm going to be happy with HR I know what I want to do I'm going to go into management. I went into management after graduation and hated it. So um, I am a people person. I love to see the best in people. And HR 
allowed me to do that to a sense, but it didn't allow me to keep going. Yeah. Um, so student affairs was the best fit for me. Um, after leaving EIU, I did a little bit more soul searching, um, worked in management, worked in um, at Verizon as a um, solution specialist. And then um, I continued on and started working at the University of Illinois. That's when I got back into student affairs. Went to Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Um, started working there as a professional, as a graduate assistant. Um, I was responsible for planning the first campus-wide Black Heritage Month program there wow. um, with a host of other responsibilities. And since then, I've just been growing. Um, took on a challenge after getting my master's. Um, started teaching in Chicago um, with no teaching experience. So <laughs> I guess you can see how that went. Um, had a classroom of 35 students and a room about as small as what we're in now. Um, so just learning the mechanics of what it means to be a teacher allowed me to know why I'm so needed in education to fight for these things going forward. Yeah. Gotcha. So you seem to have been really involved in college. Yes. Could you tell us why that's so important, why that made such a difference for you? Yes. Um, my involvement started in high school. Um, at DHS, I was. I remember looking at my college resume, applying for colleges a few weeks ago, and I had 12 organizations on there as a senior. Um, I've always been somebody to be involved. It comes from my mom being in the community and my dad. Um, I've just learned to always stay busy. So when it came to college and being that person, I learned that I met more people while being involved. Yeah. Coming from a small town like Danville, you have to get out and experience so much. You have to meet so many different people from different backgrounds. And I know that if I did not have that opportunity to meet those people, I would not have been more as open as I am now to everything. Um, the benefit of being involved, though, you get to see other people get involved and you get to help other people grow. So I love that piece of it, especially being the main stage coordinator at EIU, because I had a committee under me that I trained up wow. 20 freshmen and sophomores to be on that committee next year. Um, one of my committee members, his name is Tylen Elliott, he went to be on the committee to fill in my position, then to be in the UB chair. And now he actually works with Judge Mathis. So wow. it's just interesting things like that, that I know that I could contribute to small pieces. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm back working full time here, I'm still somewhat too involved. <laughs> um, I leave here and go um, lead my after school program at the Loyalty Fellowship House. So... I'm just used to being busy. It keeps yeah. me going. It keeps me young, and it keeps me happy. Yeah. Gotcha. So as someone who is pretty young and new to the college, what are you looking forward to to changing about DAC? The word you, you said, change. <laughs> <laughs> um, change, change, change. I really see a great future here at DAC. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing we have to do is get honest with our approach to everything. Um, my number one goal when I came here, I said it in my interview, I said it my first day here, I'm saying it now. We have to get into Danville High School more heavily. Yeah. Um, I know when I was in high school, we had a DAC recruiter there all the time. And although my first choice wasn't DAC, I knew that DAC was always an option. Um, the past five years, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't been in the high schools as much. And I want to make sure that we're changing that because... There are so many students here that leave off because they think I have to go to this four-year institution yeah. to be successful and then come right back. And yeah. then they don't know what to do. Instead of taking those two years to get it comfortable and then actually saying I'm comfortable to go to the four-year. Yeah. Um, so one of my biggest things, and I'm glad to say that we are, but is to get into DHS, but also to encourage students, one, save money, two, take opportunities of what DAC has, but three, help us build DAC. Um, we have to build the campus here of students to get excited. Mm -hmm. um, the days of, you know, simple pictures and small graphics and small ideas 
it has to be done. We yeah. have to grow. We have to develop. So that's why I'm glad that I'm here because this is something new the campus needs. Mm -hmm. And my thing is just to support all change and what we need to do to develop the campus. Yeah. Gotcha. And so you're doing that through, what is it, Discover DAC Days? Is that what it's called? Discover yeah. DAC Days is one, yes. Um, it is my biggest project. Yeah. Um, and if you will know a little bit more about me. I make everything big, bigger. Um, <laughs> I'm that person who is considered extra, and I love being extra. Because um, extra allows me to, one, make sure that we're seeing all the benefits, but two, be as creative as possible. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I am over Discover DAC Days this year, um, which Discover DAC Days is where high school seniors come to D um, DAC to get that first look of campus. Um, we get to have a tour, which will be virtual this year, thanks to the office that we're in now. Um, shout out to Lauren Keith. <laughs> but another benefit of it is we get to have students come here and sign up for classes before their peers. They get to come here and get the first look at DAC, and they get to see what DAC is. And then a good thing about it this year is it's our first on-campus event since oh, being stuck wow. into quarantine. That's pretty cool. So it's a lot of pressure, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun as well because I know that students will benefit from it. Yeah. So let's jump into a little more of your personal life or your background history. Um, so you do have a business? Is yes. Yeah. My bachelor's is in business management, concentration, human resources. Yeah. And then you said you got a master's too? Correct. Yeah. Um, in education, concentration, college student, personnel administration. Okay. And then it says you were a teacher at University of Chicago Charter School? Yes. In that you taught what? 10th grade African history. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So we had talked to uh, Dr. Dwight Lucas, and he said that he would love to see more um, black history and African-American classes here. Is that mm -hmm. something that you would want to see too? I would love to see it yeah. um, because one thing we have to um, learn about is African-American history and African history. Um, me growing up, I had great people like um, Georgella Blandon. I had Maggie Blandon. I had Gladys Davis. Um, I had so many people installing these things in me as a youth that when I got to high school, I'm like, well, I'm learning about British literature and everyone else's history. <laughs> what What about me? How do I matter? Yeah. And I've seen that in Chicago. I've seen students learn the history and fall in love with what it means to truly be an African-American. Um, so I would love to have those classes here, yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so you said you live in Chicago for a while. Mm -hmm. How is that different than Danville, Illinois? <laughs> um, it, how do I say different without... Because I don't want to insult Danville because I had so many food options there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, moving back here, it's been a struggle, yeah. um, especially as someone who starts and stops a diet so much. Yeah. I know that if I'm in the middle, Chicago, I could go to a smoothie bar. Mm -hmm. I could go get some vegan options. I had so many food options. Yeah. Here I have Lee's. And, I, <laughs> and Subway. And Subway and Jimmy John's. And it's like it gets old after yeah. a while. So um, that's been the biggest struggle. But living in Chicago... Um, People were nervous about me moving to Chicago. Um, and my school that I taught at was considered one of the worst areas in Chicago. I taught mm -hmm. on 63rd Street. And when they heard it, they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, were you safe? Is it okay? And I'm like, I had a blast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my students were very respectful. Of course, there's troubles here and there. But I've seen those when I started working at the high school here. Mm -hmm. You just run into those. Yeah. But the benefit of it is I learned a different culture than what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, my students, I still keep in contact with them and their parents a lot. Um Honestly, I'm going down to one of my students. I'm calling my son. Um, me and his mom really just, you know, seeing the need to help him grow. 
Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to his prom next month and his graduation. He actually gave me the honor to walk him out for senior night. Um, so it's just things like that that's just a benefit um, to me. Um, my time there was exceptional. Um, the only reason I left is because the position I was there was not safe. Um, and when I say safe, it's not the students, but one problem in secondary education are, is teachers aren't supported. Um, and we have oh. to have these in-depth conversations with anyone looking to go into education. Yeah, I can talk to 30-year teachers um, that have felt at times they weren't supported. I can talk to five-year teachers who felt the same. And that is why I want to go forward and start to create the, I guess you can say, progression to support these teachers. So yeah. they're not just going through the motion or, oh, I'm a first-year teacher. I'm going to go in there. And then they have a burnout in five years. Yeah. So. So can um, you go more in depth as to why teachers feel unsupported and in what ways? Correct. Because that's something I haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. um, one with teachers is pay for a lot of teachers. Um, Chicago Teachers yeah. Union fought for pay. They felt they should have been paid more, which they do. Because people don't realize teachers are teachers. It depends on your relationship with the students, your counselors, your therapists, sometimes your parents, your mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. You're that person to always lean on. Um, I would go to work at... 6 30 in the morning get there at seven and stay sometimes till eight or nine o'clock because yeah. i had so much to do on top of all those roles you have to teach mm -hmm. you have to grade papers you have to go to professional developments professional developments which are the worst just saying that <laughs> <laughs> but it's just they're not fully supported in how to do that yeah. um honestly i should not have been hired for that position because i did not have the teaching background I was thrown into this role and, you know, expected to arise, which I did. Yeah. However, it's not safe for someone like that to just teach this. And yeah. then there's some teachers I know for Danville High School, for instance, um, when I talk with some of them and learning, it's just they want more support in the classroom. Yeah. They want to know exactly how to deal with every student. They want to learn how to be a better teacher. Um, and sometimes those opportunities aren't available. Yeah. Um, and I know that's an ongoing trend and um, I'm not... You know, saying any university isn't preparing teachers, but sometimes we just say, hey, here's your four-year degree. Here's your teaching experience. Go teach. Yeah. Instead of this is the type of student you have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Although you didn't take any psychology classes and you may not know what mental health is, you have to be prepared for this. Yeah. You can't just depend on this person. You have to actually know what to do and actually how to go through the chain. So there's so many things that have to be fixed in education, um, resources involved. Um, that we have to change. Um, but I know for me, like I said, teaching 35 students in a room about as big as this, it's not safe. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't fair for the students. And I'm a person who's all about equality and equity. And mm -hmm. if I'm not fighting for my students, I'm struggling myself. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. how it would have turned to. Do you find that you're able to fight for a change and try and do right and fix that in your position now? Or would you would you like to see that happen more and be able to do that more? Absolutely. Um, this position here, I can't get fired from the high school. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I get to fight for these changes because I get to go into the high schools and speak directly to the students about why that can help them. Yeah. Um, one thing that I know with this position that I'm able to do is tell them the benefit of DAC, saving money, getting the same college credits you'll get at any university around while being comfortable, yeah. while learning who you are, while spending that time that Oh, I may not have been prepared to graduate yet, but I have these two years to get ready for the four-year institution that I want to go to. Yeah. So um, my position, I'm excited for that because it allows me to do all these things and build these connections. But most of all, allows me to be free from barriers to actually help these students individually. Yeah, definitely. So with all these degrees and 
business management and all this experience in teaching, where does your photography business, like David Productions, <laughs> fit into your life? Um, that is still what I'm working on. <laughs> um, I am here at that till five every day. From mm -hmm. here, I go directly over to the Lorley Fellowship House. Um, my after-school program there is entitled Ubuntu Mentoring. Ubuntu stands for I am because we are. Um, I'm there Monday through Thursday. Um, photography is weekends. Gotcha. So Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, um, I have built a studio in my home, in my garage. Um, so I have the studio there, um, which I have been doing a lot more studio works because it's cold. But when summer picks up and it gets a little bit warmer, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, of course, I am losing business and I don't get to see all the clients that I want to see. But luckily, Danville has so many great photographers that if you can't come to me, I'm not offended if you go to someone else because yeah. yeah. I may not have the time. And I always refer people. Um, shout out to my friend Stephanie Butler <laughs> to her just in case that if I'm busy or, you know, we do the same. But it just works that way. Yeah. So it falls in when it needs to. So when did you find your passion for taking pictures? My passion has always been there. I just never knew. Um, if you look at my camera roll, I have 65. And last time I checked, 65,000 photos on yep. my camera roll. Yeah, I'm deleted up there with you. 3,000. <laughs> so I'm working on deleting more. I want to be at least to 40,000 sometime soon when I get time. <laughs> yeah. But I've always took pictures of everything. And I learned it from my grandma. She took pictures of all of us. Like, we have 50 photo books at home just to fit pictures. And that's what she did. So 2017, as a broke graduate student, I'm like, what can I do to really bring some income yeah graduate assistantships they don't pay you well <laughs> you know they pay you enough to go to school and be a student um so my boss at the time um, through the principal scholars program she said hey you know we're going on a trip to atlanta uh, we took our students every year to go see steve harvey's leadership convention and would you mind creating a video for us i said sure i don't have a camera she's like i'll buy you a camera if you do the video so <laughs> at the time she purchased the mm -hmm. camera for me to you know just explore take pictures and do videos so what started off as a small project actually created my love for photography and she allowed me to use this camera until i you know got the resources to buy my own i brought my own that summer and since then i've just been rocking so yeah. <laughs> she knows whenever she needs a photographer um photographer i'm there immediately because she gave me the opportunity but it came in 2017 so yeah and so we seem to be seeing you more often down here Yes. Are you utilizing our resources and, you know, the people we have down here? Uh, yes, I'm going to utilize your people as much as possible. <laughs> um, when you meet people who have or share a creative vision with you, you take advantage of it. Yeah. You always see the benefit of it. Um, I can come down here and express an idea and, like, Keith and Laura just take it away. Yeah. And that feels good to me because I'm normally the person saying something and then explaining step by step yeah. by mm -hmm. step. And I'm like, I have so many ideas in my head. I'm trying to explain all this to you. Why can't you get it? I can tell them one thing. They're like, oh, we got it. And yeah. I literally just walk away like, are you serious? Yeah. And they send me the final project, and it's amazing. Yeah. So you will see me a lot more, um, especially as we start to develop next year. Yeah. Um, but you'll probably see me at least once a week here. And I was just talking to you before we started recording about how Dak seems to be getting a new face, kind of like a new image. Yes. And you can totally tell that the college is developing into a, a new era. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. And so you seem to be a pretty big part of that. Yes. Yeah. I pray to be. And <laughs> being down here with you all, learning from you all, actually, it's just it's going to keep me going. So. Yeah. So in working with the high school and your job as a recruiter and social media assistant, what would you say is the hardest part about your job? The hardest part is the change aspect. Um, okay. I am a person who I expect change to happen when it happens. 
Like, I want it to happen as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Um, I guess that's the millennial in me. But, you know, you work with <laughs> different groups and you see, like, oh, well, we're used to this. We're comfortable with this. Let's stay with that. But me seeing so much outside of Danville, I want to bring all those assets here. So I will say the hardest part is being patient. Um, however, that's the most enjoyable part because I learn how to go around being patient to create different ideas. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how this partnership worked here because while being patient, I seen low-hanging fruits and I seen Keith's vision for videos and I seen Laura just being able to take something you say and just develop a whole platform. Yeah. So I said, hmm, well, while I'm being patient, (laughs) let's go down there and create backups. So I'm already ready to go. Yeah. And those backups became first ideas and those first ideas now became visionary. So yeah, I'm happy. It's pretty cool. You guys are like a well-oiled machine down here. Yes. <laughs> okay, and what are some of your own personal goals for your career, for your life? Great question. Um, I haven't told anyone this, so I guess this is like a news break. <laughs> um, I am preparing to go back to school this fall um, to go get my PhD. Really? Yes. Um, I'm waiting to hear back now. Yeah. Um, Applications don't close until April 30th, so I have to wait until May. Yeah. Um, but talking with the program director, I'm excited to see what will come from that. Um, that is my career goal. So I'll be busy for the next five years with that. Oh, my goodness. But, but after that, continuing teaching. Um, I do miss teaching, but yeah. I want to teach at the collegiate level now. Okay. Um, so finding ways around that, challenging um, everything, and then most of all, fighting for equality of all. Um, I am a person who believes we all have a place on this planet. If you say you're an American citizen, citizen, if you say you're a citizen anywhere, like you deserve the same respect anyone else does. Yeah. Um, So me coming from a place that diversity is big on me and I know the struggles African-Americans has faced every day. It's something that I'm truly going after um, that I want to see happen. But I also want to see all minority groups have the same opportunities. So I plan to take that Ph.D. degree to the next level and challenge the systems of teachers being supported in the classroom, students getting the same resources all around. Um, I know, for instance, I thought that we didn't get as much at Danville High School, but moving to Chicago, you see I was complaining about privilege. And it's things like that that we often don't see. So creating the blueprint of what it means to be a open society, great school system for all, is something not a plan to do. Yeah. Is that that, um, the next five years, the sound of that, is that pretty intimidating? That seems a little scary to me. I don't know. When he said it, he had a very big <laughs> yeah, smile on exactly. his face. So it looked like he was excited. I'm, I'm a weird person. I get excited for fear. Yeah? <laughs> you know, telling my mom that she's looking at me like, how are you going to balance work after school program and school? And it's just, I'm blessed. Yeah. Um, I'm a Christian. God has allowed me to get here. He's going to take me further. Yeah. So the next five years will be rough. Um, luckily, Danville does have a Starbucks now. Um, Mad yes. Gold as well yes. is right down yes. the street. You will That's be awesome. using those. Exactly. And Wendy's <laughs> actually has a Frappuccino. I don't oh, know if you're ever trying look it. Look at that. But it's amazing. So yeah. <laughs> things like that will keep me going. But I know my passion will actually take me further. Yeah. Um, so long-term goals. I'm not really sure. I've put a goal on what I wanted to do, yeah. but he's pretty much told me to be patient because I didn't plan on being a devil this long again. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I just wanted to touch on really quickly is what is your goal for a student when they step on campus at DAC? What, are the, what do you want them to experience here? I want a student to experience once they get here the experience they have a four-year institution. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that we've been working on in student services is creating more student life, student engagement. Uh, Me being a person that's worked in student activities, 
I can plan an event with $5. I can plan an event with a $5,000 budget. That's just me. Um, so creating ways for students to have access to these events is what I'm ex um, responsible for. When they step here, I want them to know that they're supported through the academic, um, academic office, registration office, um, financial aid office. Um, this office, like every office they're a part of, I want them to feel like a four-year institution. And I understand, you know, I hear a lot, well, you have to realize it's a two-year institution. That's great, but there's ways to create that four-year feel here. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and I want students to know that that possibility is here at DAC. Um, DAC cast came from, you know, you all coming up with these two great ideas. This wouldn't happen at every four-year institution. Mm -hmm. They don't give the opportunity for students there. So I want students to see that benefit of, you know, what you two are doing can inspire so many to come. What so many students here are doing, you can continue to inspire that as well. Um, so be in that face. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I'm an extrovert, but I like to be behind the scenes. So <laughs> being in front of the scenes like now is much different. Yeah. But um, I'm excited for it because I know that if students can hear it from me, they can feel it within themselves to do it as well. We will now move on to our rapid fire question segment called DAC Attack. One, two, three, four. DAC Attack. DAC Attack. That's it? Summer or winter? Winter. Mornings or evenings? Evenings. Chicago or Danville? Chicago. No, oh. Danville. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. yeah, you said Chicago first. Chicago for food, Danville for comfort. Which one will take me further? It's Danville for comfort because I have to work on getting back to track shape. So Danville. <laughs> Danville. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Podcast or music? Music. Answer, answer, oh. You're not going to offend us. Yeah. Music. <laughs> I had to think. 100 meter dash or hurdles? Hurdles. Okay. Tea or coffee? Tea. Eat in or dine out? Now? <laughs> um, still eat in. Eat in. Beach or mountains? I haven't been to either, actually. You've um, never been to either? I've no, I've been close, but I've never. I went to San Diego. Random fact: I went to San Diego with my family and got um, sickness from the plane, so Aww. I didn't get to experience it. And then I went to Denver as well and didn't get to experience it as well. <laughs> so um, I would say mountains because of the adventure it creates. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Deep dish or thin crust? Deep dish. Okay. Oh, controversial. <laughs> Deep dish. Alrighty. All right. Well, that thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, David. We really appreciated having you here. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Dacast with Kai and Keegan.